0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Valley Naval Gazing on 103.5 FM WNHH in New Haven. I'm Eugene Driscoll, a reporter with ValleyIndy.org, an online newspaper covering Ansonia, Derby, Seymour, and Shelton. We're recording this episode Friday, May 6th in the Valley Indy office at 158 Main Street in Ansonia. And later this episode will be uploaded uploaded to iTunes. Post it as a podcast on valleyindy.org, etc., etc., etc. However you uh, can find it, you should. Thanks a lot in advance for listening. For all our previous episodes of Valley Naval Gazing, go to valleyindy.org, click Naval Gazing at the top of the page. It just can't be any easier. And today, we're going to recap The Great Give, which was an online giving event Tuesday, May 3rd, Wednesday, May 4th, and then unexpectedly, it was actually pushed to May 4th, Thursday, or May 5th, I'm sorry, single to mile, till noon. The deadline for the thing was supposed to be Wednesday night. It was extended to Thursday. We'll get to that in a second. But first of all, you know, usually there's another guy here, Ethan Fry. And I'll say, good morning, Ethan, and then he'll say something in French, or something like that. But, but Ethan's not here. He's, uh, he had the day off because he worked 36 hours in a row, even though I've been texting him today to try to get him to cover a court case. Uh, but anyway, filling in, if you watched any of our Great Give webcast last week on valleyindy.org, you might have seen a, a younger gentleman in a tie, white shirt, and we kept referring him, to him as Marco the Intern. Marco the intern is actually sitting next to me. How you doing, Marco? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Now I kept calling him Marco the intern, which was not. I, would, I did not mean to like disrespect That's you. That's fine. I actually like it, it.
1: It sounded sounded good.
0: Because you know, I, I grew up listening to like the Howard Stern show, and they'd always have like someone the intern. You know, yeah, like, it yeah. was just always like that. And for whatever reason, I I have this mental block. Against your last to the point, your last name. I keep forgetting it. And what I didn't want (laughs) to do during that live broadcast was keep you know just ask you again and again and again and again what your last name is. Which, but I've done that like off the air about a thousand times. So I actually I actually wrote it. Uh, It's Rumbin. You were Marco 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 Rumbin. Rumbin. Yes. And uh, anyway, was I just wanted to thank you for helping out in a lot of ways that maybe couldn't be seen last week during the Great Give. You know what we did was if 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 you have no idea what we're talking about. Ethan Fry and myself, uh, for just about 36 hours, we we did get a few hours sleep. We had uh, every nonprofit or a bunch of nonprofits who were participating in the Great Give in the Naugatuck Valley area come in for these interviews. And they would come in for the top of the hour, you know, it was like 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11, 12 p.m., etc., and talk to us for about 30 minutes about who they are, you know what they do in the community, and, and how people could help, and then we had all the hyperlinks on valleyindy.org where you could click and, and donate to them. So, it was just a it was a it was a lot to do. You know, it was it was huge fun, I thought. But uh, as I almost choke, but ha- having Marco there was very helpful because we needed somebody to just greet the nonprofit leaders as
1: they kind of walked in our door because we were live the whole time. Yeah, I and, loved helping out. Oh, I good, really good. Did. I'm yeah, glad. When you guys are up for that long, um, I, love, like, I loved helping out. I loved helping you guys. And I actually really liked a lot of the people that came in. And I saw you guys interview. So it, it would a good have been, time. It would have been terrible had you not liked them or insult, or they insulted
0: you or you insulted them. That would have been really... <laughs> that um, would not have been good, no. That would have been really <laughs> awkward. But uh, before we go... I mean, Marco, you're like... A, this is what, your second week as, a, as an intern here at the Valley Indy? Is that right? Because right? it you, you, wasn't your first day like the day before the Great Give? Yeah, this last is Monday. My,
1: this is like my third day. This <laughs> oh is my yeah, third day. oh yeah. Technically, it hasn't even been a week. It hasn't been a week. It's my third day, and it, it's so. like you've.
0: It's, it feels to me like you've been here since two thousand nine. <laughs> that, uh, but it, in a good way. Yeah. So So tell uh, listeners a little bit about yourself. You're you're, you're filling in for Ethan Fry. Okay. Uh, you
1: yeah, got so a Notre Dame hat on. I do have a. Dame But you're Dame not hat. Irish, as far as I, I know. No, or I'm not Irish. Okay. I'm actually very much Italian. Um, so. Where as you're a, from? Where you're from? I'm from Seymour. Okay. I'm from Seymour. I currently live in Seymour, in Orange. Um, I go to Notre Dame High School, and I, I will be attending St. John's University next year.
0: Oh wow! I didn't know that. Congratulations! Yep. Look yeah, at thank that. you. I thank went you.
1: to Iona up in uh,
0: New Rochelle. Oh, okay. Also known yeah. as Idiots on North Avenue. That was me. <laughs> but and so
1: Marcos, do you have an interest in journalism? Like, why did you decide said, to between, come? It's between I'm going to be studying sports sports uh, management. Okay. At St. John's. But um, for a while, I was between the journalism, communication, you know, really all in that field. And uh, I don't know, I thought this would be a good time to do it here. So, so
0: what were your, I mean, how old are you, Marco?
1: I'm 17. You're 17? I'm gonna be 18 in soon, on May 18th. Oh, happy 18th. birthday. Oh yeah,
0: thanks. You, you, are you gonna work on your birthday, or are you gonna be one of these people that doesn't show up? Uh, I'll be you. No, be you'll here. be there. Actually, I'm already impressed by your by your work ethic because you showed up in the in the time. I mean, you look better than us. Actually, you look more <laughs> professional than than me and Ethan during our during our webcast. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so what was? I mean, we just kind of threw you in there then earlier this week. What was your impression uh, of the great kid from the eyes of a millennial,
1: the all knowing millennial? I liked it. I thought it was a good time. I thought you know it was great what you guys are doing takes a lot of dedication to stay up for that long and just interview people like all day. It takes a lot of dedication, so uh, you and Ethan definitely did a great job with that. And had
0: were there any particular uh, nonprofits that came in here that you felt you you
1: learned something or found yeah. interesting? Yeah, uh, Diane Stroman came in, and I really liked her because um, just of how many jobs she explained. How she bounced around a lot from IBM and now to what she's doing now. Oh, that was impressive. Um, yeah, and Diane Stroman yeah. is with uh, Team Incorporated. That's a community action agency in Derby, and
0: uh, yeah, we had like questions for her about what Team does and that. But we learned a little bit. I mean, w- we we know Diane Stroman just from her involvement in the community, but we had never actually talked about her, like uh, talked to her about who she is. And what Marco's referring to is like she came from IBM. She was an IBMer who uh, you know left that world to start uh, at a nonprofit agency. So. It was a whole. It was interesting here, and she grew up in Ansonia, so we were talking about uh, Ansonia, and I felt that was a learning experience for Ethan and I too. So that was yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, it was uh, you know, last year when we did some of the uh, interviews, I don't think uh, everyone coming in didn't know, and neither did we, as a matter of fact, what we were doing in terms of this webcast and who would watch it and where we would go with the questions. Uh, But this year we had a lot of everybody was sort of a repeat guest, so I think they came in here having an idea of, uh, of what to talk about. So I, I just thought the whole thing was awesome. And you can still see them on, uh, on valleyindy.org. Uh, it'll still be on our, our homepage, I hope, by the time uh, Monday rolls around. But you can you can go through some of the uh, some of the videos. But uh, you know what I just wanted to mention real quickly? Okay. Today's Friday, uh, May 6th. And uh, on the next episode of, of Valley Naval Gazing, not this one, we're actually going to have our first celebrity interview. Oh yes, we're going to have on That's right Jim Florentine. Now uh, Marco doesn't know who Jim Florentine is. Which I really, not. Bro- which really broke my <laughs> heart this morning. I was all did excited. Not. I finally landed a celebrity interview. <laughs> I'm finally going to get my resume sent to TMZ. I asked the millennial, "Hey, you know who Jim Florentine? Is? No idea. Do you know what that metal shell is? No idea. So you just made me feel old and I useless." Apologize. Old and useless once again. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Jim Florentine, he's going to be performing in Derby okay. uh, later this month. And uh, anyway, he he's gonna uh, I'm going to interview him uh, by the phone. I hope. Now that I've announced it, I know it's just something's going to happen, and it's not. It's going to be canceled. I just know it. I oh. just uh, or Jinx he's gonna it. he's Jinx gonna it. he's gonna realize he's coming on Valley na- Gazing and not Chaz and AJ, and he'll he'll probably cancel. But anyway, I just wanted to uh, let people know. He actually had, you know the show Louie on FX by Louis C.K.? Yeah, K. Louis C.K., I know who oh, that is. Oh, yes. Good, I was going to say, if you didn't know that, it's going to be Louis awkward. I know who Louis C.K. is, yeah. yeah. he's got that show, and Jim Florentine was on the last episode of the last season, and it just came out on Netflix, and that's when I saw it. And uh, uh, he's in, I, I think it's the best uh, episode of that show and he, he basically is the, is the co-star of that particular episode, oh, okay. Florentine. Yeah. So Florentine's good. He's a, he's a legit comic. Okay. He's a big name. He's definitely the biggest comic that's passed through Derby in the 10 years oh, that, yeah. that, that oh, I've yeah. been up here. So it's going to be him and Don Jameson. Okay. Uh, who, he's another stand-up comic. They hosted the, That Metal Show together for like 13 yeah. seasons on VH1 Classic uh, with Eddie Trunk, legendary uh, DJ, uh, radio guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyway, I, I think Jameson has a valley connection. Uh, I, I've heard that Jameson has connections up here in the valley, and that, maybe that's why they're they're yeah. doing
1: doing the dirty. Uh, dirty seems like everybody dirty. Seems derby. Like everybody. Dirty. Everybody knows each other in the valley, you know. Yeah, Small, right. So. Which
0: which was kind of cool about you because uh, you were like royalty in here. Everybody uh, <laughs> either, either they knew your mom or dad yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You, it was like uh, which, which actually I appreciate because it uh, it put people at ease. Yeah. But you missed. We had at one point we had on Saint Mary Saint Michael. Uh, we had uh, Linda Coppola, the principal of that school, and then Father Tiano. Father Tiano. Tiano, yeah. okay. I knew I was going to mispronounce his name, but but he came in, and you have a whole connection to him, right? I mean, you, yeah. you missed him. You, you had to go off and do your school. Well, he's work from or, Derby. He grew right. up in Derby. and um, well, I know.
1: I interviewed him, Marco. What do yeah. you Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> How do you um, know him? I go to church at St. Mary's. I've been going to church at St. Mary's my whole life. I'm the head usher there. So, yeah, so I'm very involved in the church at St. Mary's. Oh, so I yeah. should
0: have, and I was telling you, because uh, you had said you knew him, but I didn't realize yeah. you knew him that well. And when he came in, we were doing the interview. And at one point, uh, I interrupted him because I wanted to be like, hey, Marco, the intern knows you. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we were doing that webcast thing live, right, which is nerve-wracking. Right? I mean, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, Anything I have... Anything could happen live, so... Uh, right. I have a face. There's that old thing, a face for radio or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm uglier than that. I'm not comfortable being on the camera. Yeah. But we do it because it was a good cause. You okay. know what I mean? It was just, it was awesome to do. So anyway, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm sitting next to a Catholic priest... Uh, there's obviously, uh, you know, I was I was raised Catholic, and mm. uh, and there's that respect factor. And so yeah. I interrupt the guy, and all of a sudden I realize I'm like, wait a second, I'm interrupting a Catholic, and I just totally backed off and said, oh no, please, no, no,
1: please, please, yeah. Please and then he you forgot to thought. mention me.
0: Yeah, and I, and then the other thing that was going through my head at the same time. So I'm on camera. I'm worried about my double chins, like you know, swallowing <laughs> my. You know, it's just it's all yes. really uncomfortable. And then I have I couldn't remember your last name because I keep blanking on your your last name because yeah. I'm I'm a moron. So then I <laughs> didn't want to imagine if I had like mentioned Marco the intern. He had no idea who you. The whole thing would have gone yeah. off the rails. This if is you said, all. If you just all said went through Marco, my Marco, he probably would have known. Well, you. I didn't yeah. realize. See, I didn't I didn't realize that you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're there, you're, the, you're an usher. I did not realize. So I should have, because he could have, uh, you know, that would have been a good moment. So anyway, but we're learning, you know what I mean? And that's the other thing about the uh, the great give. What we did, like I said, you know, we, we, were, we used a Google Hangout and YouTube to just stream it uh, as much as we could. And what I was doing, I tried to do, when we did it last year, we did like three to four hour blocks on YouTube. And then we would change out the embed code on valleyindy.org. So it wasn't like a continuous one camera for 36 hours straight, because you you can't even do that on YouTube. And I don't even know if we have the server capacity to do anything like that ourselves. So it's a little like, you know, we we improvise and we we, we do what we can. Uh, So anyway, we kept changing out the YouTube. And one thing I realized, what I would do, I would do a half hour interview, take that down, and then it was going to our YouTube page. And what was happening, somebody who would, would be interviewed would do the interview, they'd go home and then they'd go to watch it. And already someone else had come on. So oh, there was okay. a new video player yeah. up there. So they couldn't find theirs. And that's I really made a mistake there. What I should have been doing is embedding a playlist so immediately people could could go down and, and watch themselves. I didn't yeah. I didn't think to do that. And that was one of the Major uh, faux pause. Is that the word? I don't even know. But uh, I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. W- yeah. w- what do you want? When Ethan's not here, he could tell us, right? But uh, anyway, that was one of the things yeah. uh, that that I knew I had messed up as it was going on. But uh, so what? You know, one of my one of my favorite moments during that great give, which by the way, it raised at least one million dollars. It's crazy for area That's nonprofits. Great. So That's really like, awesome. Big props to Give Local America, the Great Give, uh, you know, uh, the Valley Community Foundation, the Community Foundation for Greater New Haven. Like, thank you very much yeah, uh, for doing that. I mean, like the Valley Indy, we don't have like a development team, so it's like the Great Give once a year we get this great development team. For uh, 36 hours, uh, and we collected at least ten thousand dollars in reader donations. You that's know, awesome. Yeah. Over a hundred people just decided to give to a media organization. You know that that's insane. That's to me. awesome. But uh, that I'm really so grateful, and I'm so proud. And it really was just a just a wonderful event. Yeah, there were problems on Tuesday across the country trying to get your donation in there, and and we were freaking out. Uh, me and Ethan were sitting here still doing interviews. We did our last interview at 1 a.m. Wednesday with Seymour Pumpkin Festival. And we were supposed to do a 4 a.m. interview Wednesday because our thing was to, like, stay up, camp out in the office, yeah. just go insane, get it all on a webcam <laughs> yeah, just exactly. for the heck of it. Uh, but we, we we just didn't know. We, we we had to go home and clear our head, you know, like... Yeah, that's obviously understandable. At, at, at as, of, as of 2 a.m., it wasn't sure whether there even be a great give... We all had to wait till eight a.m. to oh, Wednesday. That's true, the site
1: went down. Yeah, the site right. was
0: down, and then the option was, well, do we reschedule this or do we extend the deadline? And uh, I was hoping they would just extend the deadline because we had all the interviews scheduled lined up already, lined up for Wednesday yeah. until six, seven o'clock. So, but we couldn't think. Like Ethan and I, we were just trying to write on the website explaining what our plan was for Wednesday, and we just. I mean, we were, we just logistically couldn't even figure out how to explain to people what we were going to do because we had no idea what we were going to do. I didn't know if I was going to have to cancel all the interviews. Yeah. I didn't know if the, the nonprofits would be like, hey, look, the Great Give has been scheduled. I'm not going to come in today, but can I come in during the Great Give? And then I'm like, oh, my God, my wife's already taken off two days or she's rearranged her schedule to take two days off. She had to bring uh, my d- three-year-old daughter, to the babysitter, my five-year-old, to kindergarten. I don't know if I can rearrange this all again. He's got soccer on Thursday night. Yeah. So we just went home, went to sleep. Came back. I was here by like 6 a.m. Uh, Ethan showed up. I don't know about 10. He overslept. I don't know. I guess he uh, went out yeah. to a bar or something afterward. But anyway, it was all it was all a wonderful yeah. event. There was, you know, the the. I mean, from our perspective, just from having the the webcast, uh, you know, the, kind of the the, the problems nationally sort of made it more exciting uh, yeah. in a way. But uh, I mean, I hope it didn't have. I, I hope mean, it didn't. I hope it didn't deter anybody. And I can't imagine that it did. Because man, if you're willing to give to a nonprofit, they're in the great give. You're also willing to try again if your donation doesn't go through. And that was the sense I got from our donors. Uh, and we were getting messages left and right saying people were having uh, trouble, which I also appreciate. You know, yeah. it's, it's an I awesome
1: mean, connection to have with readers. Yeah, the worst thing when you're doing a live show like this, the worst thing during the Great Give, the worst thing that could happen, happened basically when the site went down. So it's great that even though the site was down, people still donated when the site was back up. So that's that's really good.
0: And uh, this is Valley Naval Gazing on 103.5 FM WNHH in New Haven. I'm Eugene Driscoll, a reporter with ValleyIndy.org. And I'm talking with uh, the Valley Indy intern, Marco Rumbin, about last week's great give. Uh, So anyway, yeah, overall uh, awesome event. I did say, like, I did consider, and this might be tough to hear, but I was going to end the internship... After uh, the first day, because I just figured, you know, you were cursed. I was and, cursed? And you were just such bad luck that you oh showed up, you showed up and suddenly the great give... Almost oh, stopped man. happening.
1: Oh no, that would have been good. I didn't mean to be that superstitious,
0: but me and Ethan were like, we got to do something. We're gonna <laughs> get I, rid of this kid. <laughs> we were thought like, we thought maybe Father Tiano could perform an exorcist or some kind. <laughs> maybe we, we maybe we needed to like bring in some garlic or something like that, because that was the only thing that was different between in, in this office between like last year. Up. Yeah, yeah, we're like, what's different? Oh yeah, Marco the intern. <laughs> but <laughs> must uh, be
1: bad luck. I don't know.
0: We thought maybe you were you were sent by some rival publication. You know, we didn't know what no. was going on, but. Uh, Anyway, one of my favorite parts of of The Great Give uh, last week was we had this episode, or episode, we had this program, whatever you want to call it, we killed 30 minutes at noon on Wednesday. Uh, it was called Bash the Valley Indy with Kurt Miller, the Seymour First Selectman, and Rick Dunn, the executive director of the Naugatuck Valley Council of Government. And what had happened in the two weeks, week or so leading up to the Great Give, we had angered both men uh, for complaining about FOI-related matters in the town of Seymour and uh, the city of Ansonia. Basically, in Seymour, there was an agenda posted for a board of selectmen meeting. It said executive session, but didn't say what the executive session was going to be about. So I complained on a, on a Facebook post about that. And uh, then in Ansonia... We wrote a story that was very snarky, probably too sm- too snarky, it was too uh, wise guy-ish about the fact that they had an executive session and they put a noise machine, one of those white noise machines that I used uh, when my two kids were babies to lull them to, st- to sleep. They put it out in the hallway so absolutely no one could hear what was going on. Uh, in that executive uh, session. So anyway, that that angered Rick Dunn, who thought we were just being babies. Yeah. But I'm just going to try, and we've never done this before. You know, we're producing, we don't, we don't have the expertise, uh, leadership, and sort of just gentle, calm, reassuring presence of Lucy Gelman, the WNHH station manager with us. So for the first time, I'm going to try to play something from the web. This is going to be, the beginning of Bash the Valley Indie, when Kurt Miller starts to uh, basically rip into us, but but probably in a good way. So let's see if I if I can get this to work. Here we go.
1: Monopolizes the next half mm-hmm. hour. You know, in doing my research to prepare for today, I went to another. I see you Online I publication. Can
0: I rest my case. The Oxford
1: Patch, which covers more of Seymour than the Valley Indie does, but I digress. It's an. It's their a, it's headline a, today. And I want to know why you don't cover a story like this. Drunken man takes horse for a joyride. It's big news. Why are we not seeing stories Let's, like that on the Valley? That's a legit question. I mean, well, what was the Dateline on Well, obviously, we're not doing a good
0: job covering Seymour where you guys are stealing and getting drunk and riding Drunken horses. Horse what's going on? I don't
1: understand why that's not being you know, that that covered.
0: In Seymour? Where is that story out of? Uh, I
1: don't know where that took uh, place. that's That's got to be in Oxford. That's probably an Oxford. So, so <laughs> it's not. Sure, that's George Temple's problem, not he, mine. But
0: has, I'm just going by the headline.
1: I Here's love the headline. A, and,
0: and what I, I appreciate you for, for bringing that up, because what uh, First Select Miller just demonstrated is what the Valley Indy is not. We are not a clickbait content farm designed just to make you click headlines about drunk guys riding horses. We may get drunk and ride a horse on our on our <laughs> private time. We are not for a golf cart. We are not above that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that gave you a little flavor of what that discussion was like, and it went on for for a good went hour on for a while. Yeah, because yeah, it went on. It was scheduled to be a half hour. Those guys showed up early just to start insulting us, uh, and it was almost like a roast. You know, that was probably the I, roast
1: I, of the valley. Indies. Yeah,
0: it was sort of uh, invigorating. Although we did like have legitimate uh, debates about. Uh, you know the FOI Act and executive sessions and, and all that good stuff. And then it morphed into we were scheduled to appear on the H A N network, which I finally got the name right. I it's was not mis- Han. Yeah, it's not, it's, Han, it's, it's H-A-N. not Han or Han, <laughs> like which not. <laughs> which I thought it was. So uh, and the H A N network is a it was a series of like weekly newspapers in in in, in southern. Uh, uh, Connecticut in Fairfield County, uh, and they but they're all they're all over the place, and they launched this uh, video network online. It's basically like a TV station uh, online. So anyway, they had us on. So it was the four of us continuing our conversation or our argument, yelling at each other uh, on their airwaves too. So it was just a a heck of a lot of fun. It's unlike anything we've ever done at the Valley Indie before. And again, I just want to thank—I uh, mean, I want to thank Griffin Hospital for sponsoring the webcast. You know, it's the first time we actually went out and, and got a sponsor for this thing, so that was awesome. Uh, you know, the Valley Community Foundation, the Community Foundation for Greater New Haven, for presenting this thing. I mean, just what a wonderful event, and just all the nonprofits who came on during the uh, the, the Valley Indie webcast. You know, thank you so much. I know WNHH had their, had their own thing going. We tuned it at one point. My plan was to try to call up and try to prank them. I just never got around to it. It was just too difficult. But, but just what a great day for the community. You know, Paul Bass, in one of his stories about the Great Give, because we're, we were checking it out uh, Tuesday night, he said it's about making New Haven better. And yeah, that was, was just this the whole thing was about making communities better and the outpouring that uh, people gave, you know, opening up their checkbook. And donating to all these nonprofits was just, it's just invigorating. It was just, just, and just literally fun. So, uh, anyway, what we should do, Marco, now, uh, we have this weekly segment we do every week. Okay. Where we go over, let's go over the most read stories of the week. All right. So, what we do here, these are the five most read stories on Dot org you are actually looking them at them out it that's number one
1: we're gonna go with number okay. five so go ahead and uh
0: you can read it that's five four three two one start
1: with that All right, i'll start with five it's number five um, yep the insonia alderman Del- delay oh wait a budget decision uh-oh marco's blind we're learning that I, <laughs> that's why
0: i have glasses i can't read that <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah it is it's kind of and it's, it's tilted weird too yeah. but yeah number five was ansonia alderman yeah. delay budget decision ethan fry has been covering the heck out of that story there's so much uh going on in Ansonia this year with their budget. You've got uh, Republicans versus Republicans to some extent, I'd say, definitely. Uh, You've got the Board of Ed trying to uh, get an increase. They say they desperately need, on top of all this, you've got the state uh, budget going on which is just a whole other question mark you've got the city trying to convince the board of ed to go to a different insurance plan which they say will save money but you've got yeah. the school board saying hey hold on hold on let's not rush into anything and so there's just that it's the uh it's the most complicated budget process that we've seen in ansonia in the six years that we've been around so can you see number four or i, I can, can do them if the, i don't no, I can see okay him. good
1: uh, at number four, the Insonian police officer charged with disorderly conduct. And then at number three, lifestyle development or Frankenstein project. Huh? That makes you want to read, right? Come on. That was
0: a good headline. Give me some <laughs> props on that one. That's a, a story. of was pretty
1: good. It sounds interesting.
0: That's a story in Shelton uh, at the end of uh, Bridgeport Avenue. They're talking about uh, this big, they're calling it multi-use development uh but neighbors who, who it's, it's, it's Bridgeport Avenue there is so interesting because it's commercial, commercial. You got Walmart, you got everything under the sun, car dealerships. And then all of a sudden you got about 100 acres of woods and then you can make a right turn onto Mill Street. And it's like you're in Shelton of 100 years ago. Uh, it gets really rural and bucolic. And the people that live on that road and in the surrounding neighborhood there say like, no, OK, this is a natural buffer. You don't need to develop this. We, our taxes are low. We're at the point where it's crossing into sprawl, and then you've got uh, you know, the developer saying, like, no, 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 this is going to be a good addition It's not going to you know, be too much, and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. It's a, it's a, it's a good story uh, out of Shelton, just in terms of, uh, of the give and take. But uh, anyway, read number two. Read, read this one with enthusiasm. I wanna, this one's going to make you tear up, Marco, because you okay. were involved in this
1: personally. I was, personally. Replay the Valley Indie Great Give webcast day one.
0: So, look at that. One of the, I mean, how awesome is that? That is awesome. That's two reporters, two reporters with no broadcast experience, not camera ready by any stretch of the imagination, talking to nonprofits about what they do every day. Second most read story of the week. Yeah. Huh? That's awesome. Positive That's news. Awesome. That is that, positive. You can't get any more positive than that, people. If anybody says the Valley just does negative or just wants to dig up dirt, I am going to print out the list of these five most read stories yeah. and slap you in the face with it.
1: Two reporters and one great intern. One, gr- one well, great intern. I don't know. What do you give? Do you get a grade for this? Do I? What do what you ask? I'm not a
0: teacher. I'm asking you. <laughs> what do I know? What I have? A, I barely graduated high school, Marco. <laughs> you all right?
1: So, so the, you get a grade? How does this work, or is it just it's like a work? It's, um, it's kind of like a oh, observation. I didn't explain what I'm doing here. I didn't explain why I'm here. No, we said intern. I we, I yeah, mean, people
0: know what intern means. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. Um, I don't really get a grade for it. I don't get like an A, B, C. It's not like a grade. It's, it's almost like a job like
0: shadow. But we're gonna yeah. have you. I mean, you're getting some reporting experience right here. You're 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 live on the air. So. Yeah, definitely. All right, so go ahead and read that. All right. So the, wait, let me do a time check here. All right, so go ahead, go ahead. We got some time.
1: So the most read story is about the Route 34 bridge to close for overnight work. That is the most read story.
0: <laughs> what do you think that story is about?
1: Just it's about it. the bridge closing. The uh, overnight there you work.
0: Go. Boom. That but that was a story. I mean, uh, that's the most read story. People yeah. want news you can use. Uh, yeah, Route 34 bridge to close for overnight work. That was a thing where the the DOT, and I don't know how long they've been doing this, but it's almost like the DOT. Uh, they they put up those signs, the electronic signs, before they do like a major bridge closure. They they put up these signs that like are kind of hard to read. People are like, "What the what was that? They're closing." Yeah. It, it, it's funny. So people come to our Facebook page when when they see that. It's almost like the the, the it's like the D O T trying to punk me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they, they see these these signs, and I had no no idea about it. And I saw one of the signs too. And I had that I was driving up
1: Route Eight. I'm like, "What is
0: closing? Route Thirty Four is closing." What? And you yeah, think I it's saw gonna that be too?
1: Actually, it was. I think it was a couple of days ago. They closed from like. 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. or something like that. Well, what, did you
0: not read the story, Marco? It was the most read? It's all, <laughs> all the information was in there. I did
1: not read the story. I'm sorry. So did not uh, get to that story.
0: Yeah. So was, my point being that like the the readers uh, of the Valley uh, asked us, peppered us with questions on our Facebook page about what is that about? What are these signs about? And I sent a, an email to the mayor's office of, of Derby and to the DOT. Kevin Nersic, a spokesman for the DOT, got back to us very quickly, and we had all the information. And then we look good. You know what I mean? That helps us out because readers think we're uh, really on the ball. It's really, they're the, they ones on, they're the ones on the ball. They're the ones on the ball, and we just like followed up on it. Yeah. So that's why uh, online journalism is awesome. That's why Facebook is a good thing for uh, online newspapers, and all is beautiful in the world. So uh, that's that. So, anyway, did you have any other thoughts you wanted to share? I, I jumped in on, on The Great Give. You said you you enjoyed uh, Diane Stroman. Uh, what else? I just think it's fascinating to see kind of The Great Give through your eyes. Yeah. As a 17-year-old uh, kid who just kind of wanders in off the street,
1: literally, and we're like, all right, you're going to do this, this, and this, sit yeah. down over there, and boom, we're on the air. Um, I really like Jack Walsh, too. I thought there's nothing, there's no question you could ask him that he did not know. He knew the answer to everything, so... I thought that was cool that he came uh, really prepared. And then the Boys and Girls Club came in. Although it's not even like he... he, That's just in his head. That guy is a walking encyclopedia of everything Naugatuck Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then the Boys and Girls Club came in, and they were good. They were really good speakers. I really liked them. And uh, overall, everybody that came in was really good. And then we had the Shakespeare... Guy from Shakespeare came in.
0: Marco saving the broadcast because that was the other clipper going <laughs> to yeah. play, and I completely forgot about it. I mean, it's Tom Simonetti. Uh, I'm getting his name right, and that's the uh, the Valley the, uh, Shakespeare Festival.
1: Yeah. He read a prologue from Hamlet, and he was great it too. Was yeah, yeah, it, was it was from a prologue? Ham- I didn't. It was, was it from Hamlet? No, it was not. You're right. It was not from Hamlet. It,
0: we don't remember where it's from. But uh, anyway, that's all right. Uh, let Let's play. What 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 we tried to do with some of these. I know, like in New Haven. Everybody was coming on, uh, to, and, they, and people were reading poems and, and doing music. So I tried; I, I blatantly stole that idea from, uh, from the New Haven Independent. But then I didn't follow through. I did send out an email telling people to read poetry, and I completely forgot. But I did say to the Valley Shakespeare Festival, hey, what if we do something where we do like a table read, where uh, the idea was to like maybe act. Uh, and I thought it would be interesting to see a professional uh like a mr simonetti against a moron like myself you know i just thought that would have been he comedic comedic yeah yeah, yeah he yeah, was pretty good yeah. what are you saying
1: i'm not uh eh. yeah <laughs> whatever marco
0: we're you were supposed to go i should bring it up on my email and make oh, you no. make you do it right now no, i was getting oh, texts i was getting texts from some of marco's relatives during the great gives and it was said like hayes the intern was one Make him sing and dance was another. Oh, no. So you're lucky we didn't. Uh, yeah, I'm lucky you guys are nice. We only humiliated ourselves, Ethan and I, for 32 hours. So anyway, yeah, so here's the part where uh, I read, I try to read Shakespeare. A fire that would ascend the brightest heaven. Of uh, I don't like the idea. All right,
1: all right, all right. All right.
0: So you can see right there, I made it about what I get about one line out, and I was already uh, ashamed and embarrassed. Go for it. Oh, for a muse of fire that would ascend the bright heaven of invention. What threw me off, and I just want, in my defense, when right before I started to read, uh, Fry brings up iambic. I know I'm saying that wrong. I'm
1: sorry. I, I don't know how to speak. What is, do you know, do you know what that? Is? I don't know. It's
0: it's is. it's 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 the uh, the flow or the rhythm of Shakespeare. It's the way you're supposed oh, to say it. Okay. Uh, you right. know. And, and it was like, hey, just let me read it, dude. Just, uh, yeah. You know, like it's he's strong. throwing his his English literature degree in my face. I don't know if he has that degree, but it totally threw me off. Because then you see me. I'm trying to. I don't know. I, it, it sounds like a, like a one of the Beastie Boys got hit by a car kingdom for a stage, princes to act, and monarchs to behold the swelling sea. Then should the warlike Harry, like himself, assume the port of Mars, and at his heels, leashed in like hounds, should famine, sword, sword and fire? I'm done. I'm done. All right now, Ethan. I want you. You give it a try because you were. So I just, I just, I just obviously gave up on it there. And yeah, but but you know what? It, it's a little humiliation for the great give, and, and people could could donate to the Valley Shakespeare Festival. Who bring their what that is? They're really awesome. I should I should mention, they bring uh, Shakespeare plays like into uh, bars in Shelton, like you know they'll they'll go into uh, some of the bars in the Howe Avenue uh, area. And they do performances, and they also go, go into schools, yeah. and they, they had performances going on all day at the, at the library. So it's just a really uh, cool organization, only a couple of years old, a relatively new nonprofit, you know, just getting their legs uh, uh, started. So anyway, that, that was them. And I guess we should try to. Uh, I have to kill a couple of seconds when Ethan starts to read it because I knew Fry, Ethan, the other reporter. Ethan had a crack at it. Yeah, he, and here's the thing about Fry. He was dying. I mean, we're watching the video right now in front of us. You can see by his body language, He's smiling. He a could. Lot right now. He could not wait to uh, to read this because I know you know Fry's a smart guy. He he, he has like random. Uh, like the books that I read in high school and college, like Shakespeare and stuff like that. He's just got it laying around his car. Uh, you know, that's what he reads when he goes to court. You know, wow. so he doesn't let any of this on. But he yeah. could not wait to get his chance to read <laughs> some Shakespeare. In a, like he's he played so it all cool, Mister Quiet. The <laughs> but he could not wait to just humiliate me. Like you I was like Fry, why didn't you volunteer to do this? You know, we had that we had to like drag him there. But 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 he knew. I thought that was. Uh, that was really interesting, and I'm trying to see if we can get to the part where Ethan starts talking, but uh, it might not happen here, because it, it took a couple of minutes, I guess. I wonder if I could fast-forward slightly. We're totally doing this live. We're doing it live, and Ethan's check. I don't know who Ethan was getting messages from all day, too. That's the other thing.
1: He's yeah, got a, I think it might have been his Twitter notifications, because he said he was getting a lot. That's why I had to jump on the computer and check the Twitter for the second day.
0: Oh, yeah, and that was the other thing uh, you were doing, uh, was Twitter. And my favorite part—my favorite part about having you like monitor our, our Twitter thing—was that you didn't know how to use Twitter.
1: I don't have Twitter or Facebook, so it's new, Very which new is, to me.
0: Which I think is great, you know, because there's that whole thing out there where they're like, oh, you know, young people, millennials, oh, they're all on the Twitter. All they do is do the Twitter all day. I hate it. Right. So I yeah, it's it, and it yeah. that that's a stereotype. We shouldn't make that assumption. We should also not make the assumption that if you're a senior citizen. You know, you think the computer is an icebox and you're constantly trying to put, uh, you know, your roast beef in it. It's like, that's not true, too. It, it, that assumes uh, seniors are dumb, which is not the case. Don't assume that that young people are all wrapped up in technology and addicted to it. And don't assume that uh, senior citizens don't access the Internet. And we, we, we know they do because they, they, they read our site and they read the New Haven Independent, I assume. All right. So here's where Ethan starts uh, going into it. Let's see. Here, here's Ethan's version of, uh, uh, of Shakespeare, which puts mine to shame. This was during The Great Give, by the way. You're listening to Valley Naval Gazing on 103.5 FM, New Haven's community radio station, WNHH. I'm Eugene Driscoll. This is a, we're talking so much about the Naugatuck Valley because uh, that's what valleyindy.org, an online newspaper, covers. Here's Ethan Fry, our reporter.
2: Don't, don't oh, for a muse of fire that would ascend the brightest heaven of invention. A kingdom for a stage, princes to act, and monarchs to behold the swelling scene. Then should the warlike Harry, like himself, assume the port of Mars, and at his heels, leashed in like hounds, should famine, sword, and fire crouch for employment. But pardon gentles all the flat unraised spirits that hath dared on this unworthy scaffold to bring forth so great an object. Can this cockpit hold the vast fields of France? Or may we cram within this wooden o the very casks that did affright the ire at Agincourt? On your imaginary forces work. Peace out our imperfections with your thoughts. Peace out. Into Mm -hmm. a thousand parts divide one man. Man, this really goes on for a while. Think when we talk of horses that you see them. You said that wrong. Printing their proud hooves in the receiving earth. For tis... Your thoughts, we're almost done, things, carry them here and there, jumping o'er times, turning the accomplishment of many years into an hourglass, for the which supply, admit me chorus to this historic, who prologue-like, your humble patience pray, gently to hear, kindly to judge, our play.
1: That was good. That was good. For our first read.
0: So that was uh, yeah, Ethan Fry. I realize now what we should have done is uh, started accepting donations for people to make them stop reading all that. That went on for a while, but uh, I wonder if I could just fast forward for a second and we can actually get a little glimpse of a professional doing it. Uh, Let me see. Is this where he starts talking? You have just heard. All right, sorry about that. I'm I'm doing. I don't know if we can find it, but anyway, that was that. That was uh, from the Valley Shakespeare Festival during the Great Give, which was an online giving event last week, raised more than one million dollars. For uh, area awesome. nonprofits. Uh, just a great event, and you could have donated to uh, the Online Journalism Project and the Valley Indie, which is part of the Online Journalism Project. And those are the folks that are responsible for this wonderful radio station. Uh, And this show, Valley Naval Gazing, on 103.5 FM. So we're just about uh, done here. We've got another couple of minutes. Let's see if we can tear through this week in history, Marco. I don't want to do this week in history. I mean, I don't want to miss doing it. Uh, So here we go. This was from May 8th. These are from uh, the Derby Historical. DerbyHistorical.org is where we get this information. That's DerbyHistorical.org. So, Marco, do that. May 8th, 1906,
1: Ansonia. Okay. Um, May 8th, 1906, Ansonia. And uh, Marco, this... I said that like eight times already. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I wanted to start from the beginning. I'm going to have to... Oh, I'm sorry. Are you, do you I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt your process, <laughs> De Niro. In the midst of a mad dog scare in this part of Connecticut, city officials are concerned that some are harboring rabid dogs in their basements and other areas, hoping they recover. Several dogs suspected to have to, um, suspected of rabies have been put down recently.
0: So they were, th- there was a mad dog scare in the Lower Valley.
1: That does not sound good. Not
0: and city pleasant. officials thought that people were harboring these quote mad dogs. Mad in dog. there is that that's an episode of The Walking Dead, yeah. right
1: there. Yep, man, to be
0: alive at nineteen oh six. Oh look, I put it twice. So don't read the second one. Okay. Look at that. That's my not, mistake. Not Sorry about that. One. So go ahead, and uh, I will not interrupt you.
1: Uh, why don't you go ahead and read number two, May 9th, nineteen o six, and Seymour. Your 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 adopted hometown, right there. You go. Yeah, yeah. I don't, about, know, why, I
0: don't know why I said adopted hometown, but go ahead, go. Ahead. About Sorry.
1: forty feet. About forty feet of stone retaining wall gives way along the riverbank opposite South Main Street with such force, something it was a small earthquake. This was two days after a small.
0: Tremor of some kind because I just, uh, this is, uh, I just, I just misplaced it. One second. Let's go. Small Connecticut
1: earthquake made headlines. And of course, people are quite sensitive due to the destruction of San Francisco after an earthquake less than a month ago. So that was a month after the San Francisco
0: earthquake. 40 feet of a stone retaining wall collapsed uh, on the Naugatuck River in Seymour. Uh, near South Main Street. And people were like, what is going on?
1: The San Francisco earthquake. That was like one of the biggest earthquakes ever, right? I'll say yes. Okay. So let's do this next one. This is May right. 13th, 1958. In Ansonia, a volunteer firefighter is burned on his neck battling brush fire on Knights of Columbus. and Ansonia Water Company property off Deerfield Lane. And then 50 to 100 50 acres to 100 burned. burned. Yeah, there, burned there we go. For s- six and a half hours. The wind-driven two-alarm blaze reaches the firebreak, the in the edge of the Insonia Nike site, but does not cross it. Nike soldiers and Explorer Post 10 assist in fighting the fire. So yeah, the Nike site that was uh,
0: that was a Cold War that, that when Pat Henry Alderman Pat Henry. Uh, came in during uh, the Great Give Wednesday night. He just kind of, this, this was an awesome moment, too. He just kind of called up and said, hey, can I stop by? And we're like, yeah, sure. And one of the things we talked about was the was the, uh, the Nike sites in Ansonia. And those were like, those were uh, air defense systems uh, in case okay. the Ruskies decided right. to uh, do an attack uh, on the East Coast. Uh, you know, they're right out in the woods. As a kid, you yeah. can you imagine like, you know, you're playing in the woods and suddenly there's a military uh, wow. base right there. That's so, crazy. yeah. And I'm going to do this last one, Marco. I'm okay, going to, I'm yeah. Going to, I'm going to tear through this. Go ahead. It's uh, May thirteenth, nineteen fifty-eight, in Shelton. Little corruption. The former city clerk, wanted by the police, surrenders at the state's attorney's office in Bridgeport. He is brought to Shelton, where he's charged with embezzlement, forgery, and other charges in connection to the one thousand nine hundred and fifty-eight dollars that was discovered missing in a recent audit. Which is interesting to me because we've had uh, some scandals where people have been, uh, you know, uh, skimming the tills in some of our towns. Oh, really? And uh, those towns are all audited and the audit never catches them. So apparently in 1958, they could figure out how to do it through an audit. Uh, The gentleman, who is not named, is then transferred to the Fairfield County Jail in Bridgeport, where he is held for two days in lieu of a $3,000 bond. So that was uh, this week in history uh, for Valley Naval Gazing. So I guess, uh, you know, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Ooh, yeah, it is just uh, time to get going. So, Marco, again, you know, uh, I, I want to thank you for being a-, a good sport and for helping out again, uh, even today. I mean, if I had to sit here and, and record this alone Cause uh, I don't know where Ethan went. I gave him the day off after working thirty six hours. I yeah. guess you know. I'm still here. I'm, I mean, me and oh, you were wow. here. Calling right? him out, huh? Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but do uh, you have any final thoughts? Anything you want to say before we uh, sign off for this week?
1: Yeah. Um, I want to say that Ethan and Eugene did a great job with the great give. It takes a lot of dedication to do what they did to stay up for that long. I love doing this today. Uh, this was great. I. Really love the great give. I love doing this. Only took us and two hours to get this all set up. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. And um, that's it. That's all I
0: got. All right, everybody. Remember, we're going to have uh, next episode, comedian Jim Florentine, and we will see you next week. Thank you.